It's time for JT the Brick. The years are ticking off, JT. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you're playing. You know, you got to show up. you got to play at the highest level. You're not going to win in this league. JT the Brick. Hey, Raider Nation, let that sink in. Since 2018, he has 25 interceptions. Raider fans go crazy around here when a guy gets two for the entire season. Anytime, JT, and uh, hi to all my uh, Raider fans out there. And go Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. JT, welcome back. Schedule release day here on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Leakage all around us, but as a respect I have for the Raiders... Uh, I don't give out schedule releases. My show was on later today. I would, maybe close to it, but uh, not my place. I know my lane. I stay in my lane, but oh, ho, ho, man, do I feel good. Wink, wink. Do I feel good. Hope everybody has a great weekend. I'm off to San Diego tomorrow, back Sunday for the Bolitnikoff weekend, which starts on Sunday into Monday. Uh, the Fred Bolitnikoff event is incredible. Love it every year. The Fred Bolitnikoff Hall of Fame in, uh, Invitational uh, starts Sunday night, May 15th. We'll be over at the JW Marriott. Then there's a practice round that day. And VIP welcome reception for those who have tickets who are going. And then Monday, May 16th, this upcoming Monday, we'll be over at the beautiful Canyon Gate Country Club for the golf tournament that tees off at 10 and then our awards banquet and dinner reception, which I'll MC is from 4.30 to 6 o'clock p.m. And then we'll be back to have some beverages after that. So that's my Sunday, Monday. And then on Tuesday, uh, probably my biggest event, other than the Bolitnikoffs, in Vegas, Coaches versus Cancer. They were kind enough. I usually MC that event. But they gave me that event to work the Bolitnikoff event because I've been doing it longer. And I'll be with Coaches versus Cancer on Tuesday with Lon Kruger. And all the coaches that are going to be in town here, college basketball coaches everywhere. So both the Bolitnikoff Hall of Fame Invitational and Coaches versus Cancer, you always hear me talking about it. They raise a ton of money, unbelievable amount of money. And it's two of the great charity events I'm involved with, which I love to be involved with. It's a big play in my life because not only have I met great people, but we're trying to eradicate cancer for cancer research and we're raising money for Tracy's Place of Hope. And at the end of the week, I'll be in Chicago with Mike Ditka for Gridiron Greats as I emcee that event in beautiful downtown Chicago. And that's a great event, too, to help players in need, football players in desperate need, who have serious injuries and illnesses and can't afford to pay for their medical bills. And Coach Ditka has done an incredible job with that. So next week's a big charity week, which I love to do. And I like to promote charities, and I can promote yours. So remember, you call into the show anytime any place, and you give us a phone call on whatever topic we're talking about, then if you want to throw in on the back end, hey, JT, I'm passionate about this charity, or I have a foundation, please do that. Whatever we can do, anything I'm doing sitting behind a microphone, we're here to help. So I appreciate that. So Fred Bolitnikoff joined us earlier in the week, got a lot of downloads, a lot of people liked it. We're going to play it again because he's Raider royalty. Also, Fred Bolitnikoff, after this interview, went immediately to Daryl LaMonica's funeral so if you look at the situation and the events that Fred Bolitnikoff has dealt with and what the Raiders were dealing with at the end of last week and this week saying goodbye to Daryl LaMonica really big deal there so Fred and Angela Bolitnikoff have been doing a lot of traveling Freddie's event and Freddie's history as a football player back in the day where you had to have multiple jobs my conversation with the Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl 11 
the multiple Pro Bowler All-Pro, the Bolitnikoff Award in college, College Football Hall of Fame, and Pro Football Hall of Famer, Fred Bolitnikoff. Let's get Fred Bolitnikoff in here, one of the greatest of all time. Dear, dear friend and mentor to me, the MVP of Super Bowl Eleven, as you know, one of the greatest to ever play the game, an AFL champion, a Florida State legend, and pro football and college football Hall of Famer. And we have his golf tournament coming up a week from today. It starts Sunday night into Monday. I'm emceeing it again. It's one of the great honors of my career. And Freddie joins us in advance of the tournament. How are you, Fred? JT, I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, we were you? good. We were texting before the Derby and after the Derby. What was it like sitting at home watching that race? No idea that a long shot could win as the favorites were up in front. How much fun did you have watching that? Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. You know, I'm sitting here watching it. And, of course, you know, you're always watching the horses in the front. <laughs> you know, and they're going, I'm going, Jesus, they're battling back and forth all of a sudden. I look. I'm, I look up at the screen from the to the horses in the back. I see the horse like cut over. He's near the rail, and I'm going like, oh, he's going to come right down the rail. And there was a horse in front of him. The jockey pulls him inside and just sprints right up that hole and goes in there and just outruns everybody. It was amazing. I'll tell you, this guy came out of nowhere. My God, what a race! <laughs> I mean, what a. I'll tell you, well, what a thrill for those people that own that horse. My God. And look how cheap they got him for, too. My no God. Doubt. Yeah, it's an incredible story. Paid one sixty three sixty on that. Uh, the second highest payout of all time. <laughs> I like about 5000 on that one on his <laughs> nose. Huh? That'd hey, be perfect. Uh, tell everybody, you got a horse racing background in the offseason back in the old, old days when you came to the Raiders. Share that with us. Oh, my God. You know, well, back then, you know, we were – we were making decent money, like about twenty, twenty-two thousand dollars a year, all right. And so you know, we all had to find jobs. So for two years, I parked cars out at Golden Gate Fields. I made just about as much money there as I did when I was playing with the Raiders. But I did that for two years. There was about five of us that played. That was our off-season job, uh, valeting cars. That that's what we did. It was unbelievable, and. Uh, you know that you know you get a good education being out there at the track. I'll tell you what, you think you think you go to college or high school for an education? Spend some time out there at the racetrack. You get a hell of an education. But it was fun. That's what we did, and it was a good time. We had fun doing it, and like you said, we made decent money. You're we young made and decent money. You're young in your career at that point. You're valeting cars on the way to a Hall of Fame career. What was that like with the people you met, the movers and shakers from the East Bay, San Francisco, international people coming in? And did you have a liking for the ponies? Did you pick up a lot of information that you wouldn't have had if you didn't have that job? <laughs> I learned to bet long shots because we had an hour <laughs> lunch. Okay, maybe we could catch two races. So, you know, for the fun of it, you start, you know, I'll take a shot at the one of the longest ones on the board, see if it comes in. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of get hooked on it. You meet all kinds of people, and the people that that uh, follow the, the meets around all over that work for it full-time year-round, I mean, they're interesting people. They've been around horses. They've been betting all their lives and uh, doing the cars and, and, you know, just accommodating everybody that comes to the racetrack each day. And then you meet all people from different, you know, different times of life. I mean, you know, one time you're driving a truck down, 
to the valet the next time you're driving a Mercedes Benz down. <laughs> and uh, you, it's a, uh, I'll tell you what, if you want to meet an interesting group of people, uh, that was the place to meet them at the racetrack. Hall of Famer Fred Bolitnikoff joins us. One thing about your salary back then and needing to have a second job, and that was a big, big part of your legacy as you had to worry about that. You were doing well. You're, you're going to Pro Bowls. You're having an unbelievable career. You're playing in the biggest games. And, and one of the things, many things I love about you is you're not one of those guys who live in the past. You saw the Devontae Adams contract and the amount of money that he made in an era where you didn't make it, and you're always congratulating these young kids, Hunter Renfro, who you keep in touch with, on the money they're making and the success they're having. Uh, you, you know what? Uh, uh, you know what? For years, you know that was one thing with the NFL. I mean, you know, there, you know, if guys wanted in, in my period of time, if guys wanted to be a free agent, you're basically cutting yourself. You know, you want to be a free agent, go be a free agent. Nobody would pick anybody up very few times, if any, at all. So that was eliminated for guys. So you had no, there was no threat for guys to go to another team and be in a, uh, you know, in, in a position of bargaining, you know. And at that time, you know, everybody, all the owners, the teams are trying to keep the salaries down low. And so, you know, for example, if you wanted to go in and get a $5,000 raise, you know, or $2,500 raise, I mean, you were battling for your life. You know, that's that's basically how it was. I mean, it was just a battle to try to get a couple thousand dollar raise. And that was everybody. And then things start changing a little bit. My, of course, the end of my career, guys were getting paid a lot more money. And then now, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see these guys make the money. You know, I mean, it's been years. I mean, hell yeah, would I like to be making that money? Everybody <laughs> would, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that goes along with it goes a lot of responsibility, too, and maybe guys don't take it take it that way, but you know, you, hey, listen, you, you get an opportunity to play four or five years making that kind of money, and you never have to work again, you know. And it's like I say, hey, stupid, don't be stupid. And we still see the same things that went on back in the late '60s, middle '60s, the '70s. You run into a lot of stupid ball players, you know that that just, uh, to be honest, just piss away their career. Right, you know? but, yeah. and, and nowadays, uh, it's just not a career. It's a lifetime of luxury that you're, you're, you're throwing away. Unbelievably said. Hall of Famer Fred Bolitnikoff joins us. You know, we're both friends with Reggie Jackson, but you played in the era of Reggie in the same ballpark where the A's played and the Raiders played. And Reggie tells me the story, and he's told everybody that after one of his great seasons, he sits down with Charlie Finley, and he's, he's sitting there asking for a raise. And Charlie's like, but Reggie, you weren't available for three games. There were three games you weren't available. And Reggie's looking around having the greatest years. You know, let's stay with that again on the struggle to get more money in that era. And a lot of guys didn't have agents. And if you did and you wanted to get represented or you had to go to the owner, you had a great relationship with Mr. Davis. And then you played a long time in your career. And then you coached after that for your pension. So you were around the sport a long time, went and played in Canada but, man, you're a great example, Fred. You saw the economics of football from the time you started coming out of Florida State all the way to now where you're on the sidelines for games now with the Raiders and how the money changes hands. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, I mean, you listen, you know, we got to see all these guys with the A's play. And we played in the same stadium, so we were able to see some a lot of the ball games and – get to know these guys personally. I mean, they're fantastic, great, legendary guys. I mean, you got a guy living in Las Vegas now, Raleigh Fingers, you know. So, you know, he was part of that whole group. 
And, you know, to see them play such excellent ball and then to see an organization slowly basically give those guys and show them the door. And, you know what, it must have been contagious because the A's still do it now. <laughs> that's one of the big complaints with fans. Wow. They get a good ball player in there that's doing excellent. Next thing you know, he's going to another team. And and all those guys that left the A's, I mean, all had great careers after they left the A's. So it wasn't like they were at the end of their careers. I mean, you know, you Reggie, Raleigh, the whole the whole group. I mean, unbelievable. And they all had great careers when they went to different teams. And what a run they had with the Oakland A's when you were having the great oh run boy. What with a the run. Oakland Raiders. Yeah, it was amazing. Fred Bolitnikoff joins us, Hall of Famer. So let's talk about your golf tournament and how people come to support the legacy of your late daughter, Tracy. From the beginning of this tournament, now the first time it will be in Vegas and the success you've had in the past with this Hall of Fame Classic in the Bay Area and so many sponsors and people that stepped up with you over the years, building Tracy's Place of Hope, multiple homes. Now to have that opportunity to connect with the fans in Las Vegas, let's get into that. Oh, it's, uh, you know what's amazing? You know what? It, it was, you know, after our last tournament up here, up in, you know, in, in, a North, you know, in, in the Bay Area, you know, uh, Angela wanted to take a shot, said, let's, you know, let's move it to Las Vegas. And even though, you know, it's not like you're just going down a co- an hour away or two hours away to get t- things taken care of. No, it's someplace that you don't have access to, uh, you know, access to on a daily basis. You know, so I said, yeah, hell, let's do it. Okay, fine. So we took a shot. And I'll tell you what, the response with the people in Las Vegas has been unbelievable, you know, and they've been so generous to us with uh, media coverage, uh People buying foursomes with our golf tournament. We had our crab feed that everybody responded really, really well to us down there uh, for our crab feed last fall. And uh, it was just fantastic the way we've been treated. And to be able to bring uh, a a lot of guys. I mean, my God. I mean, the guys we have is uh, unbelievable. And coming down, you know, we got a a week away. And, you know, we we only have a, a couple spots open. Yes. You know, and uh, that's probably been the first time in about four or five years that we've been uh, close to not being able to put anybody else in anymore. So we just have a few things left open, mm-hmm. places left open on a golf course for people to play or buy a foursome where people want to come in and just buy singles or whatever. You know, that's still available, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's closing quick. And, you know, we're happy and the, the guys that we have coming in, have been supporting us for a long, long time. We've got some new guys coming in this year that are fantastic mm-hmm. athletes, have a great history of being outstanding athletes that you know people would enjoy playing with and meeting and being around. And it's just a fantastic venue for us to come. And uh, we're happy. I mean, we're at Derek Canyon Gate, yes, you know, which is terrific. You know, Danny Serafin, a great friend of ours, Hall of Famer from Chicago, the, the drummer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, was one of the reasons that, you know, we were able to talk to the people at Canyon Gate. So that's worked out really well. And so, hey, listen, we're on the move, okay? And we're happy the way the response we've gotten in Las Vegas and, you know, from the Raiders and everybody else, the groups that, that are participating from Las Vegas, uh, been very helpful. The Chamber of Commerce has been very helpful with Angela to Angela. And uh, they've been a great deal of help. And like I said, the media has been fantastic. 
It's the Fred Bolitnikoff Hall of Fame Invitational. It's coming up Sunday. We'll be at the JW Marriott for a big gala. We go into Monday, the golf at Canyon Gate. And again, all the Hall of Famers who are showing up, not just Hall of Famers in football, Hall of Famers in other walks of life. Uh, Freddie, a couple more on the way out here. I, I just think it's really interesting because your late daughter, her legacy, when you get to meet a young girl at risk and she needs the home and she needs the mentorship and her life needs to go down a different path, how fulfilling is that when you and Angela get a chance to sit down with that young woman who ends up graduating, comes out of the home and can get her back, get her life back on track again? Well, you, you know what? We, de- we deal, you know, we, we support you know, like Conan up here and other groups that Angela, you know, goes out and get, you know, helps to donate money to and everything. And it's basically with adolescent girls, high risk girls that, that have had nothing in their life. I mean, it, like Tracy's place of hope. I mean, over the years, the people, the girls that we've had come in there for a number of years and graduate out of the program has been fantastic. I mean, it, it's so sad to hear their stories because of the fact that, you know, some of them never had a bedroom. Some of them never slept in a bed. Some of them never were able to sit down in, in, in a home and call it home and know that uh, there are so many things available to you. And, you know, you, they, they, they meet other girls that they've never met before, and they get along, and they all have the, you know, some type of background that, you know, it's really an ugly background with, with kids that, you know, you look, you meet them and you talk with them and visit with them and you really find out what they've gone through in their life. And it really is terrible. I mean, the things that these kids have to battle through. I mean, I don't know. How, I don't even know how they they they're still alive. Most yeah. of them. But they come into the program and, you know, they're all I mean, it's like everybody would be a little intimidated. But then after about 30 days, 60 days, you see the smile coming back on their face and they feel comfortable. They feel at home. They feel safe. And they're around people that love them, that show them a lot of love. And our part has always been, you know, we're going to try to provide the best type of facility for for all, all the girls, all the adolescents that is first class. And they can come and actually be proud of being somewhere and being able to live there and be able to share experiences, share part of their life, and make that next step from all the years that they've missed. And now somebody's giving them an opportunity to go back, and they're never going to capture those years, but they know and they learn that, you know, there's nothing like going forward, and there is a light at the end of the tunnel for you. Fred Bolitnikoff, the Hall of Famer, as we wrap it up, the golf tournament uh, next Sunday, Monday. I'll be out there emceeing it again. It's one of the most fulfilling opportunities I get in my life to see these victories, these great stories about these young girls who were able to help along the way. Finally, Freddie, knowing Mr. Davis while he was alive and how long you go back with Mark Davis, now that you've been to Vegas so many times, from the M Resort to signings at Caesars, up and down the Strip, now you're getting used to it. Did you ever imagine? <laughs> did you ever imagine this now? Because you know your life in the Bay Area, all the way from Florida State, that this reality in the desert after the NFL draft and the Super Bowl a couple of years from now, and how the Raiders are thriving in this market. Oh, it's unbelievable. You know the response the Raiders have gotten uh, from the people coming from LA, the Bay Area, Arizona, wherever people are still coming. And it's the Raider Nation, and they're still going to support the team. They're going to come, and a, and a place that they can come to is 
fantastic. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, when you try to explain to people what the stadium is like inside and what everything in the hallways, you know, walking around, seeing everything, it's just amazing. And how they have it set up for all the people coming to watch the games is that they have it, they have whatever they want in that stadium to have a good time during that game. If it's drink, eat, whatever, you can, you have the big screens, you have TVs all over the place, you got food all over the place. It's 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 unbelievable. You know, you're not you're not looking uh uh, for the, for that uh, for that truck with the food outside <laughs> to get something to eat, you know it's right there at, at your fingertips, and you know, and the Raiders have done a fantastic job, you know, from you know with the players, with the new coaches now, the alumni, uh, you know, it's been fantastic what they've accomplished, and in a short period of time too, you know, Absolutely. that's a great thing in a short period of time, you have a facility that. Well, you know what? The, the bottom line is this. You have a facility that everybody in the world, in the country, wants to come to see and see a ball game in. They want to come and see the Raiders in this facility playing. Absolutely. Freddie, tell everybody where they can get the remaining tickets, if they want to join us on Sunday and Monday, how they can get in touch and uh, get out there, because everybody in the Raider Nation should be at this event. It is a crown jewel when it comes to a Hall of Fame golf invitational and a great opportunity for the first time in Vegas. Where do we send everybody, Fred? Well, you just go on Bletnikoff.org, mm-hmm. okay, and just you know link onto there. And it'll take you through the different steps and show everything, show about our foundation and take you right to the events that we have, uh, uh, you know, that we're, we're doing and how to buy tickets, what to do, what donations you can make, whatever is possible is going to be on that screen for you to link to. So awesome. you go to org. It'll give us, uh, give you our office number down in Dublin, California. And, uh, and they go from there. That's simple. It is that simple. It's that important. Please make a donation if you can't attend. If you can't attend, come on out and be a part of a great event. Freddie, I'll see you later this week. You've never sounded better. Thanks for doing this. (laughs) Take care, Fred. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you. I'll tell you, we had a hell of a Mother's Day yesterday. It was great, you know. So uh, it was fantastic, and we had a lot of fun. And uh, we're moving a little slow today, but we're picking up the pace now. You got it. Take care. I'll see you this week. Thank you. All right, buddy. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that. Freddie told some pretty good stories about parking cars over at Golden Gate Fields there in the Bay Area. I really enjoyed that. And keep in mind what those guys were making back in the day. When you see Devontae Adams making the money that he's making, it has to do with Fred Bolitnikoff and the players who came before him. And Devontae appreciates it. And every young athlete who's making that money now, They all understand what the legends did before them to give an opportunity to play this game and to make the money that they're making. All right, when we come back, more on the schedule. And Bobby asked me to do something. I'll tell you that when we come back as we are brought to you by Grimaldi's. Best pizza I've ever had is right here in Las Vegas. Not New York, not San Francisco, not wherever I lived. It's in Vegas, five different locations, Grimaldi's. Bobby wanted me to do something. We talked about it yesterday. He wanted me to guess the Raider record off the schedule without knowing the dates i don't want to do it he said it would be fun i'm going to try to do it next last year i predicted nine wins they had 10 so coming up don't hold me to it i'm going to throw out a lot of disclaimers but i'll get to that next you want to stick around schedule release day q and Vinny, big shows as they crank through the schedule taking your calls 
today on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here is Carr, back between the hash and fires over to the right-hand side. Got the first down. He hit Darren Waller, the tight end. First time he's targeted, and it's a big play for Darren Waller all the way to the Bears' 40-yard line. Welcome back, JT in Vegas. Right here as we get going on schedule release day. Coming up in a little bit on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, brought to you by Sam and Ash Law, because you deserve what's right. When you get into an accident, get to a safe spot. Do not talk to anyone other than a police officer. Do what you have to do. Get healthy. Make sure you're healthy and call Sam and Ash, SamandAshLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. All right. I don't know how this is going to go over, but Bobby asked me to try it. And we've been I went to lunch with Bobby yesterday after the show uh, to an old spot in an old neighborhood where we started working together in 1996 when Bobby and I started together on Sports Fan Radio Network. And we were going over what we call our grid, our guest, what we're planning on doing the rest of the summer. And then during the season, we're really optimistic about our new partners what we're going to do this year, some of the surprise guests we have for you, all the work we do at the Raiders, not only getting active players but alumni. You know what we do here. And then talking to the greatest listeners, most notorious fans out there. So Bobby said to me, what do you think the Raiders' schedule is going to look like and what do you think their record's going to be? And I paused and I said, I don't, I'm not in the business of predicting records. I don't predict games. I want the Raiders to win every game. They're not going to win every game. And he said, give it a shot. So I'm going to give it a shot here, and no one's going to hold me to it. We're going to record this. We're going to save this, and we'll go back to it at the end of the year and see if I'm close, if I was wrong by a little or wrong by a lot. But, again, I have the right to change my mind. When the schedule, which is about to get released, you see the dates, the bye week, the road games, whatever it's going to be, I have the right to change my mind, which I will, heading into the start of the season. But here we go. So right out of the gate, the Raiders in the division. So this might seem like a chicken blank way to get out of this, but I put a lot of thought into it. Uh, The Raiders have won their last four games against Denver. They've been sweeping Denver, which is important, roughly splitting against the Chargers and getting beat by Kansas City. So we're talking about six games, three at home and three on the road within the division. So I'm not taking the easy way out. I really think they're going to go three and three. So as we go wins and losses, I'm just starting off in the division, home and on the road. I, I give the Raiders three and three. Now, Vegas and the sports books are giving the Raiders less than that because they have the Raiders winning only eight and a half games. So I can't say that the Raiders are going to sweep Denver with Russell Wilson. Can't do it. Okay, and it looks like they're going to have a high-profile game early. Okay, I'll leave it at that. High, high-profile game early. So with Russell Wilson, he's too good. I think he's great. I've been saying that long before he went to Denver. Uh, Kansas City, I'd like to see him split without Tyreek Hill and Honey Badger. And the fact that this isn't as great of a team as it's been the last couple of years, I think the Raiders can split. And with the Chargers, I think it's fair to say they can split with the Chargers. They could lose two against the Chargers. They can win two. We could get that dramatic game that we got at the last game of the season. So I'm going to go three and three. So I got the Raiders three and three just in the division. All right, Arizona at home. I'm going to go Arizona as a win 
at home because a couple of things. First off, I'm guessing, I hope they get him early, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be suspended for six games. Arizona's coming here to Las Vegas. They haven't been here yet. They have a good team, but the Raiders got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, and I think they have a better coach, a much better coach. So I'm going to give the Raiders that win. That gets the four wins. So now I have them at four and three. Then Houston at home. Clearly a gimme win. So I'm going to give them the Houston win for obvious reasons. I'm not going to spend any time with that. Then we're going to get to Indianapolis, which is tough, because Indy beat the Raiders here in Vegas, and the Raiders beat them in Indy. I think they're going to be a little bit better here. And I got to predict a home loss or two. So the Indy game, for right now, I'm going to pass. I'm going to get back to it. New England at home. I'm predicting that the Raiders win the New England game at home. It's a home game. Uh, they win that game because of Mac Jones. And I have the Raiders at 6-3. and three. Then the Niner game. Uh, uh, the Niner game, the Raiders are going to be a home underdog. And this is where I'm going to get a little homerism. And people are going to get on me for this one. I'm going to predict the Niner win only because of Trey Lance. So the Niner game will be a win at home. And I wouldn't be shocked if they lose. The Niners, I believe, have a better roster today. But I think because of Trey Lance and his inexperience going up against Derek Carr, that's a game here against San Francisco that I have a question mark against. So I have the Raiders at seven wins. Now we go with the away games. Jacksonville, I give the Raiders a win, right? They got to beat Jacksonville picking the draft. But Jacksonville's completely different. Uh, They're a different team. I'm going to go with a loss to the Rams. Because I'm not picking the Raiders to win 13 or 14 games. i got to get a loss in here, too. Raiders 8-4 and four as they lose away at the Rams. I'm going to go with the Raiders. <clears throat> New Orleans. New Orleans is a really tough place to play. New Orleans is really good. I'm going to go with New Orleans to win that game. And I'll be there rooting for the Raiders, hopefully. And the Raiders end up winning that game. So I have the Raiders at 8-5. and five. Uh, Raiders-Pittsburgh, clearly a win. I have the Raiders winning at Pittsburgh because of Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, and I just know the Raiders are better. They beat them last year. Uh, Seattle. Seattle away is going to be really tough. That's a tough game because it's tough to play in Seattle. I'm telling you, you know it. Seattle have a quarterback now. That, that could change. That could be a pick. If they get Baker Mayfield, they'll be a better team. What they do after June 1st. So that would get them to 10-5 and with the win against Seattle. And then the games that I touched on, again, as we've talked about it. All right, so we have the games that I've passed on, Indy, and then I have Tennessee. So I'll go Tennessee, a loss on the road. Uh, I think they can beat them with Tannehill, but that's a good team. Has a lot more playoffs lately than the Raiders. And then I'll give the Raiders the win at home against Indy. So that will take the Raiders to 11 wins, 11 and seven. So if we look at all of that and we add this up, you know, if, if you add up all these games, they have nine on the road, eight at home, nine on the road. And as I'm going through these games here and I'm adding them up and I go through them again, three and three, four and three, five and three, Indy, <laughs> six and three, I count these games again. Let me go over this one more time. So three and three in the division. Arizona 
is a win. That takes them to four and three. Uh, Houston is a win. That takes them to five and three. Indy is a win. That takes them to six and three. Patriots win seven and three. Niners win eight and three. Okay, let's keep it going. Then we get to Jacksonville with the win. I go to nine and three. And then we keep rolling here. I'm sorry to do this, but Bobby asked me to do this live. I go to the Rams. They lose that game. They're nine and four. I had New Orleans a loss. That's nine and five. I have Pittsburgh a win. That is 10 and five. After that, we'll go Tennessee with a loss. That'll go 10 and six. And Seattle a win. Seattle a win. Oh, yeah. That goes to 11 and six on the year with 17 games. So I know I messed up the math there. So that's what I have the Raiders at. Do I feel good about that? No. The the league has them at eight and a half total wins. I gave you 11, and I gave you losses there to New Orleans. I gave you the loss to Tennessee. You know, I have them splitting in the division, three and three there. I have them beating Arizona. So that's where I stand with all of this right now as the Raiders are playing in this schedule, in this tough, tough schedule, toughest in football, that's where I have the silver and black. Sorry for doing the math on the run, but we're doing that here before the schedule comes out. Uh, That's part of my schedule release today. And if I missed something wrong, if I got something wrong, hit me up on Twitter, at JTTheBrick. Going back here, and Bobby's in my ear again to go over the math. Again, I think I got it right. By giving him a win against Indy, uh, by giving him a win against San Francisco, giving him a win against New England, uh, losses against the Rams, the Saints, and the Titans. And I don't know if they're going to win those games in the division at home or on the road. I just said split at 3-3. Three and three. So do you have the Raiders near what I have before we see the dates and we see where they're going to be playing here? That's why I have the silver and black. Being very optimistic, and I have an opportunity to change my opinion as the schedule is coming out a little bit later. And there is a ton of leakage happening right now. Uh, JT, here we go. Remy Martin, team up for excellence. Man, I'm going to need a Remy sidecar for doing that segment on the run. Hey, keep it to Raiders.com and Raider Nation Radio as we continue on the flagship of the Silver and Black. Man, that was bumpy, but it's a tough schedule. I'll live with what I said. I can alter it one more time before the start of the year when we find out what those games will be and how tough the schedule will be home and on the road. We know the home schedule, but the dates are critical. Where's Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night football? Hopefully in Vegas and not on the road. JT, as we continue on the flagship of the Raiders, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. And that'll do it. The final tonight as the Grizzlies will walk it across the timeline in game number five as the clock ticks down. 134-95. JT, as we continue on here, wrapping up the week for me, I'll be back on Wednesday next week. We have Fred Bolitnikoff on Sunday. Monday, be back on Wednesday, then off to Chicago for Mike Ditka and Gridiron Greats. Also, Coaches for Cancer, Coaches versus Cancer, which is this week, which is usually where I'm at, and I want to wish my brothers and sisters well over at the MGM Grand, over at Shadow Creek, 
and I'll be there with them a little bit on Tuesday. Coaches versus Cancer, Lon Kruger, one of the great charity events in this town, bar none. And hopefully we'll get Coach Kruger on, Lon on the next week or two and recap the event there. All right, schedule leaks. There's a lot of them out here now. I'm taking the high road on this and what I know and what we're going to do. And we'll let Q and obviously Vinny Bonsignor coming up next really dive into the schedule. I'll be on Twitter when it officially comes out, at JT the Brick and tweeting the games and talking about what I see with this. You know, over 20 years ago, I was in the building in Alameda with former GM Bruce Allen, who taught me how to read the schedule. And it was pretty remarkable what we did. I mean, I learned the whole philosophy of looking at bye weeks, looking at cold weather games, looking at back-to-back East Coast games and all of that. And it it stayed with me. It really helped me a lot when you take a look at a schedule and just try to plan ahead and wonder what's going to happen. As I just did last segment, uh, the Raiders, I said 11-6 and as I went through the math three or four times in my head. I listened to a guy on the radio who said 8-9 and today here in Vegas, 8-9. It's possible the Raiders can go 11 and 6. They can go 10 and 7. They can go 8 and 9. Last year, I thought they'd win nine games. They won 10. But because of the difficulty of the schedule, uh, that's why everybody's having a difficult time with this now. People are wondering what's going to happen with the schedule. So it's going to be a fun show for the guys coming up after me as they get really get an opportunity to dive into this. And we look at some of the schedules that are coming out here and ESPN. At 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific is going to do a really deep dive. I put on NFL Network will do an unbelievable job. Quick story today, I had a dentist appointment at 9 o'clock in the morning, and my dentist uh, said to me, she said to me, quote, uh, when's the schedule come out? Can you tell me any games? She happens to be a season ticket holder. I looked her in the eyes. I said, I don't know. I have an idea, but I don't know. So I don't know. You don't know. We'll find out, but... All these memes and these leaked games and the Monday night games and everything that's happening, that's going to happen right when I get off the air, and then we'll go from here, and we'll dive into it and have a lot of fun with it, and we'll see what's going to happen with the Raiders' schedule and all the travel and what we'll see going forward. I love this day because it's fantastic. Adam Schefter, about six hours ago, tweeted, first schedule announcement of the day, but not the last, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will take on Tom Brady and the Bucks in week four on Sunday Night Football. That's a really big deal. He also tweeted out key dates for 2022 season. Thursday, August, Hall of Fame game, Jaguars versus the Raiders. So we will be there. Thursday, September 8th is the NFL season opener. Sunday, January 8th is the final regular season game. And then Sunday, February 12th, Super Bowl will be at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona before we get it out here in Vegas the following year after that. So those are some of the key dates out there as everybody's excited about it. Uh, Also, Schefter, yesterday when I wrapped up the show, put out the news that former Jaguars and Jets wide receiver Keelan Cole is signing a one-year deal with the Raiders, which just adds depth at that position. As I put it out there earlier, the Raiders are loaded at the receiver position. Absolutely loaded. To the point where they have so many receivers and running backs, a good receiver and running back will probably not make the team. Will probably not make the team, and that's a good thing because of the offensive depth. The other issue will be, what about the offensive line? And will they be able to go out and get an offensive lineman? And I think they will. That's going to be post-June 1st. We spent a lot of time this week talking about Bradbury. Hey, Nathan Peterman, 
a one-year contract with the Bears. That guy made a lot of money. Got made a ton of money playing for the Raiders and not getting in the game. We wish him well. So that's where we're at here as we get ready. And a couple other things on the NBA. I didn't get a chance to do much of that this hour. But the Warriors got slaughtered last night. And not many teams who get beat that badly ever go on to win a championship. And we got a lot of Warrior fans who listen to this show in the Bay Area. We see our streaming numbers. And they're really good in the Bay. So we have dub fans listening. I want to tell all you Warrior fans, I like the Warriors. I've never had anything against Steph Curry, Durant when he was there. I'm not a great fan of Draymond Green. You know, why would I be? Uh, Draymond Green from time to time acts like an idiot. So I'm not a fan of Draymond Green. But Draymond Green owned it last night after the game, after they got beat. And th- that was one of the most embarrassing performances in Bay Area sports history. I repeat, I'm talking Bay Area sports history in a playoff game. You can go back to football games, hockey games, whatever it is. You don't get beat that badly and not own it. And Draymond was able to do it, stepped it a little bit. But, wow, Mike Brown was going to end up being the coach of the Sacramento Kings. How do you feel about that right now? How do you think they're feeling about that right now after that garbage last night? Warriors got smoked. They deserve to get heat for getting smoked. It was an absolute embarrassment, 134 to 95, and it wasn't even that close because the Grizzlies only scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, just 15. So that's incredible to me. Warriors outscored the Grizzlies 20-15 in the fourth quarter. They were down 10 after the first. They got outscored by 17 in the second quarter. And then a quarter that will go down in infamy in Warrior history. The Grizzlies outscored the Warriors in the third quarter, 42-17. to And as we mentioned earlier in the show, the Bucks' win over the Celtics was just incredible. On all aspects, it was just incredible the way Drew Holiday played defense in that final stretch. And they win that game 110-107. to Giannis had 40 in the game. Jason Tatum had 34. So those two going back and forth is, it's not magic and bird, but for young kids my son's age, it's magic and bird. It's fun to watch Giannis, the greatest player in the world, go toe-to-toe and play at that high level. Uh, The other Raiders story, let me get back to that quickly, as the Raiders add depth at the quarterback position. It was the number one story at ESPN before I came on the air today. So New England trades their backup quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, to the Raiders, and that was broke by Mike Reese from ESPN as they're finalizing the trade. The Patriots will also send Las Vegas a 2023 seventh-round draft pick in return for the Raiders' sixth-round selection, according to a source. Uh, Stidham, who at one point was considered a top candidate to replace Brady in New England in 2020, enters his fourth season in the NFL and will go after that backup spot with Nick Mullins and Garrett Gilbert in a competition for that role. I would think because Dave Ziegler traded for him, uh, Stidham would have the inside track. And Josh McDaniels works with him over the past three seasons. And this is the complexities of Josh McDaniels' offense, which I really like. Remember, Coach Gruden had a really in-depth, complicated offense, which I also liked. It was really complex, and Derek studied it and knew it better than anybody and had a lot of confidence in that offense. Now Derek's studying the Josh McDaniels' offense, and he's buried into it, studying all these journals and trying to figure it out and, and, and understand the playbook. And now you got, you got two quarterbacks working with Derek 
who know the system in Garrett Gilbert and Stidham. So I love this. This, to me, I'm looking at a big picture. If, God forbid, Derek got injured, you're bringing in a Patriot quarterback behind him that knows Josh McDaniels well, will work this system great, and knows the playbook. Whereas, if Josh McDaniels had to go out and get a veteran quarterback if Derek got hurt, there's no way that veteran quarterback would be able to learn the complexities of a Josh McDaniels playbook. Now, this makes a lot of sense. So, I like this. For those people who are saying there were going to be some Patriot players here, this is what I expected because that's what Josh McDaniels does. That's what any coach does. Look, we saw that happen with the, with the defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley came to the Raiders and brought some defensive players. Perriman, Hayward played really well for the Raiders. Then all of a sudden, Gus Bradley goes to Indy. He's got Yannick Ngakwe. And Hayward, he's got a, you know, Hayward went to Atlanta. There's, guys move. They follow their coaches, and they go in a different direction there. So I love this move for the Raiders today. I wasn't shocked by it. But who is going to be the backup quarterback? I wonder what Nick Mullins is saying today. And he's a really big competitor. He's a real-time, big-time competitor. New England was counting on Stidham to take over for Brady. Is there a higher accomplishment than that? I mean, they were comfortable with that. And they were going to go in that direction. So that's a big deal. And as we wait for more schedule leaks here, people are texting me, texting the Sam and Ash uh, text line. Bobby's telling me, everybody got, has an idea about where the Raiders are going to play. And I'm even getting some tweets, at JT the Brick, if you want to tweet me on where you think this is going to be, where it's going to happen, and what's going to happen here in the next couple of days. So that's where we stand here today. Full schedule release, 5 p.m. You can listen to it right here and get the coverage quickly on Raider Nation Radio. On TV, they'll release the schedule on NFL Network, ESPN2. They're also streaming it on Paramount+. Plus. NFL.com, the NFL app, YouTube, and the NFL channel. What an incredible run this has been for the NFL. An amazing run. And I'd go to Raiders.com. I'm sure Eddie Pascal and the digital team back in Henderson are going to go live or do something a little bit later on. They do such a great job there. And then we'll figure it out when I come back here. So I wanted to thank everybody for this week. It's been busy. I want to thank all of our partners, everybody who's helped us along the way. We got some great partners here on Raider Nation Radio, and they give me the ability to do this show and really dive in. We want to thank PTs, a great place to go over the schedule release tonight, happy hour 5 to 7, midnight to 2 a.m. It's the best happy hour in town with 50% off drinks. You hear me talk about it all the time. They are waiting for you today. Any tires plus, the light went on on my son's truck. The light went on for tire pressure, and we live in Summerlin. Any Tires Plus is off Boulder Highway. I said, give me the truck. I'll drive down there. See Frank and his team there. I didn't get a chance to see Frank, but anytiresplus.com. Ended up getting a new tire. And right now you can get $50 off any new set of four tires at Any Tires Plus. I highly recommend that you go there. We want to thank Sam and Ash, salmonashlaw.com, because you deserve what's right. They do an unbelievable job for us here, too. They have the text line. And again, as Bobby's pointing out, the text line is blowing up as we speak. Also, the best place to watch Monday Night Football this year, Doghouse Saloon. We are in business with them for another year, which we're thrilled about. The newest property on the seat. Not a bad seat in the house at Doghouse. And you can always find me at 8 Cigar Lounge is the place where I like to hang out. Grimaldi's, my dad's in next week for his birthday with my son. 
Or is that a, yeah, next week. And we're going to go to Grimaldi's multiple times. I want to thank our friends at Modelo. I want to thank Modelo again for Cafe Americano where they sponsored our big draft remote. And I'm still getting calls on that and some texts like that. Modelo brewed for those with a fighting spirit. We love everything about Modelo. And Remy Martin, the place to be for every Raiders home game. The Remy Martin Lounge inside the Raiders Tavern and Grill at M Resort. And M Resort Spa who is with me again. We can announce that. We're back with the M for another year on Raider Nation Radio. Patrick and the whole team over there at M. Uh, My home away from home when the Raiders are on the road or we have Raiders in town like they are. Coming up for this weekend, there's a lot of Raider legends in town for the Fred Bolitnikoff Hall of Fame Celebrity Classic. And I'll be there Sunday night at the JW Marriott and at Canyon Gate on Monday. And thanks again for listening to Fred Bolitnikoff as we had that, wanted to make sure Freddie got an extra plug in because we're raising money for Tracy's Place of Home. I'm off to San Diego. I'll see you back here next week. Busy week next week. We'll spend a lot of time looking at this Raider schedule. Hey, do me a favor tonight. Get a hotel room. Get an airline ticket. Do your job and follow the Raiders on the road. You're listening to the flagship of the Silver and Black. Q on deck into, Viz, uh, into Vinny Bonsignor. Have a great schedule night, everybody. Enjoy the party on the flagship. <laughs>